Welcome to Take Me to the Cloud, a place for business professionals to hear insights and best practices from industry experts that combine cloud systems, operations, supply chain, and finance. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Take Me to the Cloud. I am your host, Melissa Holton, and today my co-host is the lovely Kim Gordon. Kim is a Scrum Master and a Senior Consultant here at Witham. Hey, Kim, how are you? Hey, you're such a flatter. I'm, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad to talk to you today. We are talking about project management challenges and some useful tools that can help projects be successful and get engagement from the team and clients and and stakeholders. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so much, I mean, part of project management is, is risk management, right? And then in order to do that, you have to have the right tools in place in order to be proactive instead of reactive. So I'm really excited to explore all the different types of tools and techniques we're going to go over today. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about risk, right, there are tools there are marketplace tools that you can buy. There are frameworks that you can use. You know, there are so many different ways that we can talk about different challenges. But when we talk about risk, I mean, there are so many things, right? There are, there's scope creep, there's pivots in the project, timeline risks, budget risks, like so many things that we can would discuss. I mean, what, what would you think is a, a major challenge when we talk about project risk? I can go on forever about some of the challenges, but I think what it all does boil down to, whether it is scope creep, whether you do just have challenging personalities, sometimes just schedules get in the way and the project's not prioritized. You can be starving the beast, so to speak. There's a lot of different things, but what it all all boils down to, no matter the risks, no matter what type of risk, it boils down to that timeline, budget impacts, your milestones in the project, your return on that investment as well as resource risks. So when we, whenever we think of risks, if it's always going to impact those different categories. And it's really important when you leverage tools to be able to track those risks, how you're faring, or try to prevent them, and, and, and re- really get the team to be aware of what these are. So sometimes there's a danger of under-communication around these risks until it's too late. And it's always important to have techniques up your sleeve that that really give that visibility to prevent right. that from going forward. Yeah, totally. And, you know, some of the ways that you can get visibility into that are using some of the marketplace tools that are out there, like Smartsheet or Jira or um, Azure DevOps, so that your whole team has visibility into who is responsible for what. What are the tasks that we are supposed to be doing? What is the timeline that we're supposed to be completing them in? And, you know, by having these frameworks, it allows the project manager to be able to see how the progress is going, who's doing what, like where are the problems that we're having to move this process forward? And, you know, more importantly, what, what I like about project management is that it can be as strategic in nature as you want. But a lot of the pitfalls could also be they can turn into a task management, a micromanagement type of task where you're too involved in the detail instead of influencing project decisions on a, on a higher scale, right? And then the way to leverage these tools, when we say visibility, automatically people may think, oh, that that is micromanagement. Well, I, th- I think it actually prevents it in the long run because 
because it shows accountability to the whole project team. It's not just the it's not just the project manager hounding on someone, right? It's it's the idea that your whole your all your stakeholders and your project team can understand and see where you're at. So it does already incorporate an inherent sense of accountability. So it's really the best of both worlds. The project management gets that accountability factor in without having to micromanage. And I think that's truly the beauty of using tools the right way. Mm -hmm. When you think about micromanaging or the idea of somebody thinking that you're micromanaging, it makes you think about, you know, how we can be more efficient and, and be have a little bit more action come out of our meetings? Like, what would you think are some ways that you can make your meetings a little bit more efficient? Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think making meetings more efficient is, is first, I mean, at the, the core of it, you need to be able to define what your output is. And then if you, you and you have to be able to control the inputs that go into there. So you always want to design your meetings in such a way where it does allow for discussion but there's set times to to really go through those key points and you have to facilitate to keep it on track. And I'll give you an example. So from a project management perspective in managing risks, the, the key is really to identify challenges early. So sometimes I'll leverage one of the tools we have, which is Miro, which is a whiteboarding tool. And I'll just ask the whole team to put down what, what is their understanding of either the current work stream, the current process, and they give different statements about what it what does this process mean to them? And oftentimes that defines gaps and it gives us an opportunity to talk about, okay, someone wrote this, can someone explain why? And then it, it gives the opportunity from a project management perspective to collaboratively discuss what is the true purpose of this. And then then we kind of segue into the challenges. So I have a set time to go through what are some of the project challenges we're having? Maybe our work streams are bottlenecked due to decisions being held up. When we go through those challenges in a very non-threatening manner and everyone has a turn in that whiteboarding session to put down those challenges, they're more likely to think of ways to also solution upon them. So what it really does is you have to find a way as a project manager to really get buy-in in order to for people to listen to you, but also for them to solve their own problems and become independent. So that way you're you're not on top of their case all the time. And then oftentimes that automatically results in them producing solutions on that mural board. And that all, that becomes our next action plan. So I know with them, we use a smart sheet for our project management tool. So what's the outputs that are produced in that whiteboarding session are entered into there. Then we have a touch base and we say, hey, last week we discussed XYZ on this mural board. I'm going to bring it up. Can we just go over how we're tracking against these and what's getting in our way from actioning any of these, if that's the case? So it's also being consistent with your tools. I think that's where user adoption comes into play. So you can have all these tools and if no one's adhering to it the way you need it to, or if no one's truly following up on it and holding people accountable to what was discussed, everything's going to fall through the cracks. And that's where bleeding into your risks come into play. So user adoption is key. If I had a workshop, but I never brought up that workshop again afterwards and just assumed everyone was going to do what they needed to do there, then I'm not proactively solving problems through there, right? So it's it's always key to have that follow-up to keep accountability. And then if you keep it friendly, you'll reduce the amount of resistance you get. And then you get resistance from all sides of the coin, from clients, your own team, the client's project team. So it's really essential 
to always have that be able to get team buy-in through that collaborative approach. And you get the same results that you wanted to, maybe, maybe even more with with a more linear direct approach. Right. Yeah. No, I like that. How do you how do you feel that you can get stakeholders involved as well, not just the team that is involved in maybe doing the configuration or the design of the project, but stakeholders to stay involved and making sure that one, they're held accountable for their actionable items and and two, that they are, you know, following up on timelines and, and budget risks. Right. So, so I I see stakeholders on the, on the client side as my counterparts. So I can leverage them to have influence within the teams. And it's very key that we're all on the same page. And then oftentimes you don't want to start off the bat with a finger pointing type of dynamic, right? So I oftentimes start off my client relationships with the Miro board and be like, hey, these are some of the pitfalls we're going to fall into. Can we think of anything that might get in the way? So off the bat, I try to start that collaborative approach. So whenever we do hit snags and in any project, it's never going to be perfect. So there will be snags. There might be a, a temptation to do finger pointing. If I start off that relationship off the bat in such a way, oftentimes I get much better results that whenever we do have a problem. So it becomes less of, hey, with them, you didn't do X, Y, Z. Now it becomes more so, hey, with them, I think we're having an issue. Maybe bring up the mirror board, let's problem solve through it. And then and when we collaborate like that, we have, we're on a united front at that point. So I'm working with the stakeholders. The stakeholders are working with me. I can leverage them. They can leverage me with the challenges. So if they have more influence on their team, um, we can come up with an action plan after that. And stakeholders own the decisions at the end of the day. So if I use that to influence the the project teams, I'm in a much better spot than if I'm the only one trying to corral everything. So I always have to have a counterpart on the other end of the table. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you on that. You know, you get more bees with honey. That's, that's right. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> Well, Kim, thank you so much for chatting with me today on these project management challenges. Is there anything else you'd like to add today? No, I, I think project management is a vast field. It could be as it could be as task management if you want it to be, but it could also be strategic. And if you really want to grow in a more strategic role, it's important to optimize your technology, even though it's not necessarily seen as a techie type of job. If you make it that way, that's how you do, you'll differentiate yourself in the marketplace as a project manager. Yeah, that is a great tip. It's uh, adopt or die, right? Yep, you got it. <laughs> All right. Well, Kim, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. And thank you to our listeners. We hope you'll catch us on another episode of Take Me to the Cloud. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Take Me to the Cloud. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted of new episodes. For more information, visit witham.com.